When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Hello, hello. Happy day. We hope you're having a good day so far. Let's make your day even better or messier, depending on which path you want to take. And let's talk about Salt Lake. Um, I will say I'm ha- like, it's going to be hard for me to like discuss this through a different, like through the lens of when I watched it. And now the lens of having seen Mary on watch what happens live. Um, we will discuss that. However, you, whatever adjective you want to use to describe that watch what happens live, um, on our headlines podcast. But, um, I do say I, I related to Mary when she said, I can't believe I wasted an outfit on this event. Like there have been times where I like had a cute outfit and then I get there and everyone's like really casual or I stayed for all of like 20 minutes before like a kid had a meltdown. I'm like, oh, like I could have used this. That's okay. the worst, especially like you said, Abby, I feel like as mothers, we live, I'll speak for myself, but I live in athleisure wear 95% of the time. So when I actually get dressed up and put on makeup and go through the effort, and if I've wasted an outfit, I would be like, ah, damn it. Cause you're likely going to be with the same group of people again. <laughs> so yeah. You don't want to like, can't, like it. use it the very next time. The worst exactly. is like, if like you think you're, I don't know, you're meeting people for like drinks or whatever, and you get there and there's like one person and everyone else like ends up being like, I'm so sorry, kid threw up on me or whatever. Like, can't get an Uber, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like you and one person, you're like, oh, but I use like a really cute outfit and I want to wear it. Like if you do it on a Friday and then you're going to go out on a Saturday, I'm like, I really wanted to wear that outfit again, like for more people to see it. Anyway, I um, completely related to that. Um, yes. Uh, can we talk about also, I want to give Angie K. She's a polarizing housewife. <laughs> I can't say I love her. I can't say I hate her. I'm kind of like, you know, you bring some decent television. She had some balls go head to head with Meredith. In terms of confronting her, going up to her, saying, like, tell me to your face. Like, I actually kind of give her some kudos. I'm surprised Meredith's one eye. (laughs) I guess that's all (laughs) I think about is Winnie. That one eye didn't come out when they were talking. But I give her some props for that. I do, too. Um, She was not intimidated. She was not... um, You know what, though? I do think a lot of it was like a facade. Or I don't know if she's just trying to act. Because then she's like... When she's like talking to her husband about it. I get that, like that is not something you want people like a rumor you want out there and that can be really hurtful. But I do feel like if people are like throwing that out about myself and my husband, I, I guess I just, if I like, I really knew it wasn't true at all. I'd almost find it like comical. I'd be like, I don't know why people are saying, you know, like, or maybe I'd be like, yeah, it comes with the territory. He's a hairdresser. Everyone's going to say he's gay. I know he's not. Our good friends know he's not. I know he's faithful to me. Like, Go ahead, everyone talk about it all you want. And I get like, she's like on the show and now her kid sees this, but like he had such an emotional response to it and was like, I try so hard to be her hero and now it's all thrown away. I'm like, I don't think he's cheating, but I'm like, is there some, some tr- I don't know. Is there some truth to this? I don't know. It just seemed like a very like big reaction if you know something isn't true. Yes, absolutely. I also feel, and this came up, I saw this on Twitter. So shout out to Twitter. 
Monica never said it was Meredith who said the rumors. She just said the streets were talking. Yeah. And that everyone knows. So I do, you know, Meredith just heard the rumors, but it doesn't mean she was the source of this information. However, I do feel like one plus one equals two in this scenario, even if it directly didn't, if Monica didn't directly from Meredith, sounds like everyone in Salt Lake has at least heard of this rumor. Uh, so it's just very, very interesting. And my heart did break for Angie's husband when he started crying and thinking about Electra and like, just, I'm sorry. Every time they say the name, I just can't, but no, I do. I obviously have sympathy for them. It's just, yes, a hundred percent. I guess it was just the really emotional, big reaction. And then they kept talking about Electra and maybe it was just hard for me to be like, take a have a straight face and take it seriously i like we need a different name from her i really want to message angie k and be like i want to like you i don't like i think you're good i don't think you're like bad rename your daughter but can we just call her ellie on the show like we cannot call her electra okay so funny funny thing one of our listeners messaged us and said electra is a greek name oh well now i feel like an asshole so thank you for sending that to us Um, yes they they sent that to us so i was looking it has greek origin so let me just say so alexa origin is greek meaning shining amber electra is a girl's name in greek origin meaning shining and a rising star in every respect well then you know what that's a beautiful name and i'm really sorry Abby's but I, I am going to say, I, cause I, I mean, like, I guess I didn't think about like, it could, you know, I don't think everybody needs to be named Emily and Sarah, you know, to have, like, but I guess just for me though, Electra is still a stripper name and that will be really hard for me to disassociate. I am for the like remainder dying of this because season. you guys like Abby right now is like that Homer Simpson, Simpson give who wants to like go into the bush. Well, and she's I, just, just, like, <laughs> I don't want to be, I like I get as like a white girl with like light brown hair and blue eyes now like me like you know being like Electra but it just I think for a lot of people we think stripper and it's just going to be it's just going to be a few episodes you know Angie K we'll try to come around on it but it did make it hard for me to take that scene seriously very something that I'm also like here for so there's a lot of discussion in the Bravo sphere in terms of the types of housewives people like to see some people really enjoy more so the Heather Dubrow the 55 million dollar houses and then some people like Gina and the Casita or this is an instance Monica getting her kids ready for school I do appreciate seeing some normalcy and things that I can directly relate to because her morning, granted, I don't have four kids and I have a support of a husband, but I, it just was very refreshing to see. I mean, she's, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, time of year, my throat is, I have this like dry cough, but um, I also like, I love that she took her kids to school in her PJs, wearing her robe. Like I just, first of all, there is a mom at my kid's school that has done that. And like, I love her for that. I just think we've all wanted to, or have done it. Um, I think it needs to be a mix. Like I get, we can't have all casitas and all Monica's. Like we do need the Lisa Barlow's of the world talking about their $60,000 ring over and over and over and over again. But we also like, you need some relatability. And I think she like brings that to the show. I really like Monica. I know there's been people who like think she's fake and she's like coming out like too hard and picking her sides. I, I don't know. I just, I really, I liked this episode of Monica. I think she showed a lot of who she really is and let us in. And I, I don't know. I think, yeah, as no, a mom, I related in, to that morning. Me too. I'm enjoying more of her story and I especially related. So her daughter, I believe it was her six-year-old daughter, uh, allegedly, I don't know why I'm saying allegedly, but said 
Monica thought she'd said the word bitch. And she's like, no, I didn't mean to say that it was an accident when I meant to say it was boner. And that like made me laugh so hard because as a parent, like technically, yes, boner is not a bad word, but you're like in those moments, you're like, you can't say that. And it just makes me think right now, Mia, my six-year-old is very fascinated by the middle finger. And she will tell me every time she does it and like apologize. And she'll tell her teachers, I stuck up my middle finger. I'm sorry. I know I'm not supposed to. (laughs) It was an accident. I'm like, honey, that's not an accident. Like you have to think. Kids love saying accidents. Like everything. I think when their intent wasn't bad and then they like, that's what they use as accident. But I, you know what though? I thought it was really cute. And I love the fact that then the younger, the youngest kid drinking her sippy cup of milk was like boner is a bad word. And it made me think about we're going off on tangents this time, guys, I did have a venti coffee after working out. So I feel like I've got like endorphins and now I've got caffeine. So just buckle up. Um, It made me think about this mom I met uh, when my oldest was like two and her youngest of four boys was with my oldest. And he was like this kid, God love him. Just like, rough. I think he was saying shit and fuck like (laughs) in the toddler room, which I found humorous. Like I didn't think much of it. And she knew I already had a boy. I only had two at the time. She's like, I'm just going to let you know. However many kids you have your youngest, if it interacts with someone's oldest, that family is going to think your kid is bad and that you're not a great parent because she's like, my two-year-old was hearing things that 10 year olds are saying. And so you have to like, so I, and I know, like, I think about like Henry all the time. I'm like, when Henry's in kindergarten, there are going to be parents that have like their sweet little sheltered firstborn. (laughs) That's going to meet this youngest of three boys. Who's going to be like tackling and like yelling boners. And, and it just made me think of like Monica's youngest, just like casually being like boner is a bad word as she's drinking her sippy. Yeah. No, she's like, it is so bad, but I love that. I love the tangent. So a little bit of slice of life. life. Yeah. Right there. Uh, can we talk about Lisa trying to relate to Angie? So Lisa and Whitney go over to Angie's house to comfort her after like the fight. And I just like the whole like this is the Delulu aspects of Lisa Barlow that honestly killed me. Number one. Why we she- love her though. Like I have yes. to take a minute to say that moment of Lisa Barlow to me is why I love her. I know other people are like, she's a terrible friend. And this is why we love housewives. We're watching the same scene. I love it. You didn't. If you also loved it, that's great. Like I just, but I have to say, I loved it. No, it's just so Lisa Barlow. So on brand. So uh, what was supposed to be about Angie K turned into Lisa Barlow's trauma of the affairs and everything that rumors on her. And, you know, she's like checking, were you able to sleep? And Angie or Lisa's like, I had to go to bed eating a burrito. And she said it so seriously. And I was like, what the fuck? That's like my dream. Like that was your trauma. If I could go to bed eating a burrito. Do you remember that time we tried to order Taco Bell? Oh my God. Was it in Charleston or was it in New York? It probably was in Charleston. Or Chicago. I can't remember. All the trips blur together. But we couldn't like find one that would deliver to us. Like that would have been my dream to go to bed eating a burrito. It just like made me laugh so much. I just like Lisa. So trying to be like relatable in that moment, yeah. but also she was one upping Angie in that entire conversation, which also was very Lisa Barlow. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, a selfish friend. If you're going to be friends with Lisa, you got to know the world revolves around Lisa and you just happen to be like a character in it. Yeah. I mean, there, as a boy mom, I feel like I can say this, like there is a reason why she has all sons. I feel like she like loves being the queen of the castle and like, she's the only one that has that title. There's no princess. She's just, it is just everyone 
kind of centers around Lisa. Um, God, and I don't have that in my house. I should work on that. Um, but yeah, I just think to me, the fact that she kept going back to it. And I love how Whitney's like, I am shocked by this reaction, but also like read the room. This isn't your time to be saying like, Andrew, I'm sorry this happened to you. You dealt with it for one weekend. I dealt with it for like years. And it's just like, okay, Lisa, like, I think you're, we're getting a little dramatic here, but yeah, I yeah, like very dramatic, very, very dramatic. I, okay. So what you had a note here about Whitney calling out Monica, like to call out that Monica did nothing wrong. Yeah. I could see where this was going. And then we saw the preview. I'm like, oh, if this somehow spins on Monica being the one like saying the rumors, cause she didn't, she didn't talk about it. It was just people were coming to her and she was the only one that had the balls to say to Angie, people are talking about the rumor that your husband is gay. Not just saying people are saying rumors about your husband. I don't want to say what it is and being, I do think, and I think like, as Monica was saying, like she was kind of tough on Angie for a few things. That is a good friend. Like you need someone to occasionally say, no, you can't really do that. Or like, it doesn't always have to be like a serious confrontation, but I like, I would welcome a friend saying like, Hey, like probably shouldn't have said that. Or if I like came to you about something that I would have said it this way, or maybe next time try X, Y, and Z. So I don't know. I like, I could just see Lisa, like somehow if this all gets put on Monica, I'm going to be really annoyed. And I was glad that Whitney who doesn't seem to be Monica's biggest fan, but also doesn't dislike her necessarily was like, no, this isn't going to fall on her. She was the only one who was like, we need to tell Angie this is being talked about. I'd want to know. And here's what's being said. Like, yes. And she's like owning it fully, which you see yeah. in the preview. Okay. Let me get your take on Monica's mom. So Monica's mom, they go with their, with their Nana and they're like in the nursing home and like, from what Monica's described of her childhood, it sounds like her mom in some ways is like a social climber, like very selfish, thinks about herself, and is like all over the place in terms of her morality. Like on one hand, she's like, I'm not going to have sex until I get married. But on the other hand, she like cusses out her kid when she thought she hung up. Yeah. Like she just gives me the ick, as Gen Z says. I think it's kind of like – um. I don't want to say like the classic example, but it is a good example of emotional trauma and emotional abuse. Like, I don't think Monica's mom ever like hit her ever, like put her necessarily in harm's way, but I don't think she, I don't think Monica grew up feeling very nurtured, loved or supported. And she's trying to create that for her kids. And then also trying to like balance this weird relationship with her mom. And I do think it's, it is a little bit more challenging when you're a single mom and it's just like you and your mom, I know like for my, my mom um, had my older sister and quickly became a single mother. And it was just the two of them. My mom was a nurse, um, you know, living just the two of them together. And their dynamic is so different from me and my younger sister who grew up with our father present um, there all the time. And I just think there is like that interesting dynamic, but like my mom would never like cuss out my sister or say, like, I just think, and I agreed with Monica, I think it's really sad that she one thinks that and two would say it. And then Monica hears it. Like, I just, I think for any child, I don't care how old you are to hear your parents say like, I fucking hate you. Like that is horrible. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. Like there's moments where I'll say to my kids, like, I don't like the way you're acting, but I still love you. Like I yes. always like throw that in there. Yes. I couldn't. So again, this is why I, I appreciated Monica, like letting us in and sharing all that. And like having that conversation on camera, because I think, I don't know, it just, it explained a lot more about her. And I think it explained to why she is very much someone who, is going to call it like she sees it because she grew up probably being like told one thing and then doing another and just kind of having this like childhood of like craziness. Um, 
I don't know. It just explained a lot and it made me really sad. I feel like. Yeah. I just think her mom to me seems like someone who's trying to be on Housewives and portray herself a certain way. Like with the Louis Vuitton headscarf from like head to toe. (laughs) And I'm like, this perfect woman and I don't want to have sex before marriage. And then like next thing this, like the truth is actually coming out. So I just, it makes me sad. And I hope there's healthy boundaries in place. I just would immediately as I've worked on my inner child, I'm like, Monica, you need to. I think this is the millennial of us. Like we all are like. Inner child work. Inner child work. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And how can we fix it? I like wonder like, what are our, what's like our kids' generations thing going to be? I don't know. Well, hopefully it's something similar. I don't know. It's not that there's worse things. (laughs) Something mild. Yeah. Inner child. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Last thing, Heather, the Heather of it all. So Heather's issue with Jack going on a mission trip and Lisa not wanting to share it. I would like to hear your take on this. I see a lot of sides to this. I think part of it too, I grew up uh, in a very Catholic home. Um, We, I wouldn't say I went to church every Sunday. I don't think there's any, there's not a lot of Catholics that are going to church every Sunday. Um, But I went to a Catholic school. Um, I went to a Catholic high school. I was in PSR when I was in um, elementary school. And so I guess like I just, you know, I grew up in the Catholic church. I am still a practicing Catholic and I'm sending my kids to Catholic school. That being said, there's a lot I disagree with. And there's a lot of things where like I'm kind of modeling and like, I don't want to say picking and choosing, but I'm sort of like my kids version of Catholicism and what they're growing up with is very different from what I grew up with. Um, and so I kind of can like, I can kind of see Lisa Barlow's point of like, I'm not like, I don't wear the garments and I don't go into the um, temple necessarily, but I do still consider myself a Mormon. I want my kids to explore it for themselves. But I also understand Heather's point of like, I'm living with shame and guilt because I like sold this religion to people who didn't want it and they bought in. And I, you know, I know their lives probably aren't, weren't changed for the positive from it long-term. And so I don't know, I can just see both sides of it, but I think Heather isn't close friends with Lisa. This isn't her place to be inserting herself. And I kind of see Whitney's point. Like, I don't think, I think about Mormon global, like Mormon church globally and Mormonism, but I'm not like drilling it down to like why Jack Barlow should not go on a mission. I think it was a boundary and I think Heather should definitely, you're entitled to your point of view, but if you feel Jack's making a mistake, he's going to have to live with that mistake and make it on his own to fully see. Like he's a kid. He made that decision. Um, Also, you got to respect people's choices, whether you agree with it or not. Like just how people didn't respect her or agree with her writing that book and exposing the Mormon church. The same goes in this instance. So I just think Heather needs to kind of, back off like I would be kind of bothered if I if someone was kind of coming after the choice my kid made like I think the mama bear in me would come and be like listen I'm protecting of my child like the way you're talking is making it seem like I don't have good interest in my kid and bye like I I don't know I get what she's saying and I get the intent and I agree with honestly everything she's saying but I think in a situation she needs to back off yeah, I I completely agree. I think like yeah, it's not um it's unsolicited. Like Lisa didn't come to her and say I'm struggling with Jack going on a mission. I know you've been on him. Can I talk to you about like they're just they don't have that level of friendship. Um so I don't think it's like it's not Heather's mission and like job in life to discourage every single Mormon in Utah um away from the church necessarily. So, yeah, it's um but again, I I can understand though why it's like triggering for her. Um, but before we dive in to Roni, uh, let's talk about something that isn't 
necessarily triggering, but might be something that you think about often. And that is your child's vitamins. I know that um, I am guilty of just picking them up at the store thinking I'm doing the best thing for my kids. You know, I know there's some sugar in it, but it's got to be better than nothing. Uh, And then we started working with Haya and it really kind of made me start evaluating and looking at the vitamins that I was previously giving my kids. And it was essentially just candy in disguise. There was over two teaspoons of sugar in there, a lot of chemicals I couldn't pronounce and just other things that you know, when you think about a vitamin and all the positive it should be good doing for um, you and your children, you wouldn't really want those things in there. And so I was really excited to partner with Haya and just learn more about their pediatrician approved chewable vitamin. What I love about it too, is you get this cool bottle with your first order, and then they send you eco-friendly refills every month. Your kids can decorate the bottle. They give you stickers. I've let my kids just color on it with markers, just go crazy because really like I want them to be excited about it and think about it for them. I think the best thing too is just the fact that my kids have actually really liked it. And I feel better about the fact that they're eating something that is, you know, non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, anything you could imagine. Um, And it's really, I think too, just at the end of the day, they're getting all of the really essential um, nutrients and vitamins such as vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others just to support immunity, energy, brain function, mood concentration, teeth, bones, and so much more. So we've worked out a special deal with all of you so that you can uh, get highest best selling vitamin, receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to hayahealth.com slash real moms. The deal is not available on their regular website. It's not just a code you can enter. So make sure to get 50% off. You're going to go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash real moms and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Ooh, I got I wanted you to really lead this discussion on Roni because I was thinking about you this whole episode. I think this has been a tough episode for you because I know early on you loved Sai. No, I I know. And I like, I know you're going to have a hard time not being in her corner. I know. And guys, listen, for me, it's so much of it is like the representation and what she brings. Like for instance, that scene with her aunt and like cooking sofrito and like my mom does that. And just like seeing that softer side, but I can't root for her in this instance. I am definitely team Jessel and Pavit. I also think Sai, like, I don't know, man. I, I feel like she's going to blame the edit. Like, I feel like anyone <laughs> yeah. who doesn't have favorable opinions from fans is going to blame the edit. But I can't. I can't support her in any of this. I just think she's just let the mouse go, honey. Like, Jessel's trying to relate in her own way. And it's. You guys were forced friends, your coworkers on this show, like just yeah. let it go. <laughs> well, and it's like, you can't say that you don't care, that you really don't care. And then every scene with someone else, all you do is talk about your conversations with Jessel. Like, it seems like you care. It seems like you're triggered. It seems like you're upset. Just say that. And I don't know. I also like, I feel like some of it, I felt bad for Jessel in that, you know, size, like, I didn't even want to go to the lunch, you know, I didn't want to be there. And she's like, okay, then why accept my invitation? She's like, I, you know, cause Sai felt like it could have been a phone call. And then she's like, I don't like to talk about my mom. You, like, I felt like it was really like insensitive and rude of you to bring it up. 
Sai talked about it at the lunch and I can see Jessel being like, you guys are telling me you want me to open up more and like share more. It would be weird for her to just say, sit down like, so my uncle was an alcoholic. Like I, I get why she led in with that. And I think she's trying to connect with Sai. I, and I also appreciate Jenna saying like, there's a huge difference between losing your mom and losing an uncle. And I do think Jessel, maybe there's a little bit of insensitivity to that. But there's Jessel could not have said anything right at that lunch. Like no. there's just no way she and could have. And truthfully, Sai, Miss Bit Real, like tell her, like say, listen, like I know she probably was triggered in that moment and it was seen red, but also she could have been like, listen, I know you have positive intentions with what you're saying. Yeah, I know you're coming from a good place. However, I am feeling I will feel some type of way if we can talk about my mother. I'd prefer not to talk about her. I'm gonna, with asking you to drop it. Like, I think that would have been received in her, you know, Brooklyn yeah. way without it getting too so heated. I just, I don't like that she just didn't tell her in the moment. Like, don't do it. Like, yeah, I don't, I just think Sai puts out this game. Like, she keeps it real. I'm 100% honest, but you're not being honest. You're then going behind her back. And I don't know. I, I, I'm not into it. Yeah, I, I agree. I just, I don't, I, can we see more of Sai with her aunt? Like I loved that, like letting us in a little bit more. I also, I thought it was really sweet too. When she was talking to her aunt, she's like, like, I love you like a mother. Like, I think it was like also after hearing Sai's story and it's so sad. And like, I just, you know, you feel for her having to basically raise herself and then everything with her mother's passing and all of, you know, the alcoholism and addiction and, to see that she does have like a maternal figure with her aunt and that like she can kind of get some of that closure with her mother by talking about her mom to her aunt and like sharing the artwork. And I don't know. I just, I'm like, can we have more of that side? I like that side versus the side coming in like so heated and strong. And I even felt like the men to pop it. I was like, guys, this is not an interrogation. Chill the fuck out. Is it a little odd that he just wants to go to Vietnam a couple couple times to get a sandwich? But I do get it. Like if there was like a huge sale on like flights and you didn't have to like necessarily pick a date, but you could just buy the flight. Like there are certain cities that I love. Like if they're like, hey, we're running a special round trip flights to Charleston are 150 bucks. I'd probably get three round trip tickets and be like, I'll figure out a time to use it. And I don't yes. know if I'd necessarily go with my husband or not. Like, yes. Uh, listen, I also think like Pavit's like the points guy. He's yeah. clearly very into travel. I don't think this is a facade. If you guys look at his Instagram, oh. uh, it, he definitely proves that. He did a reel explaining like the lo- his logic, his receipt, if you will. But apparently this airline I'm not familiar with because I'm not in that uh, payroll, that <laughs> not making that kind of money. But he, this airline, I mean, if you guys are Delta fans, it's like he was able to fly Delta One for like $900 and originally it would be like $16,000. To Vietnam, so, which, you know, if you love Vietnam, a bond me, I do love a bond me. I've never had one in Vietnam. Uh, no, it, but, but international travel, and I've not flown first class international, but I've done like business class international, and there is something to it. It's, just, it's a different experience. They bring out, you know, it's just, it's really nice. And if he has no problem with the jet lag and just Jessel's not bothered, then let, leave him alone. I don't, it's not that serious. It's not that deep. Like, I don't even think Pavic could cheat secretly, even if he tried. I'm sorry. No shade. I just I don't, don't see yeah, it. <laughs> I don't think, I, I feel like, I don't think he wants to. I also feel like it's a little, um, I don't want to say hypocritical, but like, so there's been some more that's come out about Sai um, and her husband. 
And I just think it's interesting that she's like accusing her husband of like of Pavita of like being unfaithful and cheating. Her husband was married when she met him, allegedly. She worked at his bar. Now, I don't know. They could have been separated and not actually divorced like, you know, Jada and Will. We'll get into that in the headlines episode. But um, allegedly, she worked for her, like, now husband, ended up pregnant. And that's what prompted him to actually divorce his wife. And then they got married and have their life together. And look, there's probably a lot more to it that I don't know. But I wouldn't, like... I wouldn't be poking at other people's marriage because you know that if somebody put that rumor back on Sai, they're going to come for you. Yeah, yeah. they're going to come for you. So Sai has alleged, like, kind of responded indirectly and say, I've seen all your DMs. And she's like laughing. So I don't know what directly she's laughing at, but it's alluding to that rumor. So there's that. Can we talk about Uba Hot? I. <laughs> I need to try it. I need to order it on Amazon, or maybe we need to just ask for it from Uba. Uh, oh, yeah. Now that she needs, think of that. Yeah. Yeah. We should just ask her for it. But I feel like legitimately of the recent new housewife businesses, I can see this blowing up for her. I mean, I love a hot sauce. Um, so if it's good and like, I like, she's got mild, like there's, you know, there's different reasons why you want it to be super spicy. And sometimes you just want a little heat and flavor um no i think no one's done a hot sauce that i can think of no i just i just kind of love the story behind it and i yeah just, i'm just like seeing that side of her and more of her business and also finding out that she's a man who i'm like dying to find i'm like reddit reddit sleuths please find <laughs> find uh out who this guy is and it sounds like she's still with him and again we'll cover her appearance with matt rogers on watch what happens live on our headlines but I'm excited about that. Uh, okay, so after the awkwardness of that couple's date, they rehash it. So it's Jessel, Hobbit, Jenna, and Bren. And Bren gives like the most Bren description of her birthday party. Like it reminds me of that SNL skit with Stefan. It's like the hottest club, and he yeah. like, the most ridiculous descriptions that she yeah. didn't go together. That's Bren's birthday. Yeah, it's like I want you to be sexy, goth. Like I don't know, it was just like all over the place. It was, yeah, it was very, very Bren, very, very Bren. I did respect though. So they're talking and rehashing it, and how Jessel can't, or sorry, how Sai can't let it go. They're talking about the Vietnam of it all, and I respect because Pavit was like, "Well, Sai's bipolar," and I did appreciate the women calling him out immediately in that moment i I, we don't always see that in housewives typically it's like yeah a retraction like after it airs and jessel was quick to say that's not true you know like i you know basically was like let's not mock mental health i liked that i liked that the women were very quick to be like no that's not cool um and they did in a way where they weren't like oh my god like can't believe you like you know it wasn't like bren was like i'm leaving i can't believe you said that or or it was like overly dramatic but it was just kind of like no that's not cool um yeah yeah, I, I thought that was funny, too. And let me ask you this. How often do you wear your engagement ring? <laughs> As I show my hand. Um, I realized I wore like I was driving to work. I didn't have it on. I do think I know you made a note about this. I think since COVID, because we were all home so much more. And I worked from home full time before COVID, too. I'm actually like going to an office now more post COVID than I was before. Um, I just didn't wear it as often because I'm not wearing it at home. And then with Henry, when he was little, um, my ring, it, like, you know, it doesn't like, it's not pave. It's so like, it would like scratch easily and, you know, like baby skin, it was like so easy to get like caught on stuff. So I just haven't been like wearing it a lot. I don't think that's a sign of anything. 
I'm with you. I never wear mine. I lose mine half the time. Half the time I'm telling Abby or you guys, I'm like, I lost my engagement ring. Don't know where it is. I have found it. Um, update. I have found it, but I have you found the band? band. No, oh, no. The band. My gone. wedding band has been gone since 2020. It's like going on three years now. So I just never wear it, but I'm with you. I don't think that's like, I think these days, especially depending on the person's working style, I don't think that's an indicator of trial in a relationship. Like, I think people read into it too much. Yeah, I completely agree. I know people too that just have like, um, like a simple ring. It's not like an engagement ring, diamond ring. It's just like a ring that they wanted and they wear it like on their left hand to like as their wedding ring. But like, I don't know. I just feel like there's like that to me. I agree. That's not a red flag. Um, but I'm sure, you know, the women are going to make something out of it. I just oh feel God, bad. Pavit and Jessel, like, no matter what they do, if they were to come out and be like, you guys are so right, we're going to change our relationship. We're going to start hanging out together a lot more. We're not going to be as independent. They'd be like, well, now they're trying to cover something. Are you, like, There's just, they can't, they just can't win. They really can't win. And it's crazy how, like, episode one, we were like, Jessel, ew, like, don't like her. Now yeah. we're like, Jessel, that's the beauty of Housewives, guys. It's a journey. It's a roller coaster. It and we're now on her side. So look at that. <laughs> she went from being a wet blanket to somebody that we're defending. So, um, you know, she might be like that. That is a good housewife, though. That's kind of like that's like slow. They don't come out like strong and you're like, oh, my slow God, burner. I love you. Yeah. And you're not going to like have that fall drop from like that quick fall and drop from grace. So good for you, Jessel, playing the long game. And we're here for it. OK, let's get to our shout outs for the week. Um, my shout out is, is Hispanic Heritage Month. I want to give it to all my Latinos and Latinas out there continuing to show up strong. I'm super proud to be um, Latina and very proud of my culture. And it's so much ingrained in me. And I want to make sure that it's ingrained in my children. So support your Latinx friends and their businesses and everything. I think in order for people to show up um, in certain spaces, we have to also stand up for them. So in order for there to be, you know, a CEO of some kind, we got to support all diverse people right now. I'm giving some extra love um, to my mi gente. Oh, love that. Well, in true real moms of Bravo fashion, um, I'm giving my shout out to Andy Cohen for, (laughs) We're always opposite. I love it. Yeah. Somehow, like, just getting through that Watch What Happens Live episode. Again, we'll talk about it in more detail in the headlines. Um, the episode will come out later this week. But I um, don't know how he got through that interview with Mary M. Cosby. It was, like, none of it made sense. Um, and so, Andy... You're a true professional. Good job for uh, for sticking through it. And um, we'll talk about it more uh, in our headlines episode. Perfect. And you guys, we are getting closer and closer to BravoCon. And you know what that means? 1K ratings. Help us get there. We're currently at 896. So thank you so much for taking the time to leave us a five stars or a written review. Again, it does make a difference in this messy algorithm that is Apple. So help us, you guys. So thank you so much, Megan, KC. Uh, love these gals and their hot takes and also love they're from the Midwest. And Beavs love listening to their takes on all things Bravo. Thank you so much for your support. It makes the world's difference and why we continue to show up and record for you guys. So now I'm going to leave you with a choice aside from leaving us that review, make it a good day or don't the choice is yours. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death 
in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games.